Welcome to the Apostasy Show, hosted by JLB. This presentation is being streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. You can find all our episodes at the website apostasyshow.com. There, you can also leave audio messages to be played during the show. New episodes are streamed every Monday beginning at 12 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time. The Apostasy Show is an entirely independent production made possible by supporters from all around the world. Check out apostasyshow.com to find out how you can get involved by sharing your treasure, your time, or your talent. But what is apostasy? Apostasy is the act of giving up your religion or political beliefs and leaving behind a religion or a political party. Apostasy is embracing an opinion that is contrary to one's previous religious beliefs. One who undertakes apostasy is also known as an apostate. Basically, apostasy is the act of leaving behind your old belief system. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. If you have begun to peer behind the curtain, then you probably realize that you were taught things as a child which are simply not true. And you probably also realize that if you simply question the orthodoxy of our day, it can make the regular folk around you rather uncomfortable. Some people are not ready for these kinds of conversations, and in many cases, they never will be. But here at The Apostasy Show, we're making apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know, and that's the whole point of The Apostasy Show. Now here's your host, JLB. Yes, thank you, Sereno. I have to say, every single time I hear that, it just makes me so happy. Very good work, Sereno. So this is The Apostasy Show. Episode number five, of course, there were two pilot episodes, so this is the seventh episode, but officially, this is number five. It is the 15th of March, 2021, and I'm coming to you from beautiful, gorgeous, crazy, Wild West, Bansko, Bulgaria. Goodness gracious me, what a time to be alive, and uh, thank you all for joining me for this episode. Of course, it's daylight saving time now in America. I only found that out, I think, yesterday. It's not daylight savings here, so what that means is that I have to start an hour earlier. So the sun's just going down, and uh, I had a nice day. It was raining today. Couldn't go out for my usual walk like I like to, but I still walked a little bit with an umbrella and stuff. But anyway, enough about all of that. What are we talking about today? That's a great question. Let's get into the fun. Today we're going to talk about 37 things normies believe. You know it. You know it. 37 things conspiratards believe. Yes, we have to get through that list as well. Don't want to hurt any feelings, but let's be honest. There are some crazy beliefs out there, not just the normies, even the conspiracy people have some crazy beliefs. We're going to talk about those things and more. We're going to talk about the mailbag. We've got a couple of mailbags from last week that we didn't get time to get through. They're massive uh, letters, even call them that, e-letters, emails, mailbags, call it whatever you want. These are quite detailed, so they will take some time to get through. We've got two of them, one from S. Lucas, who's been waiting very patiently, and one from Seats and People. Seats and People. We'll talk about that. And of course, what we've got to do is talk about the people in the live stream chat. Let's go and see what they're saying today. Already 20 people watching live right now. I know it's a bit earlier for some of you. Those of you who are not in America are like, hold on, this is an hour early, I know, but we tailor these times to the American audience, don't we, for obvious reasons. And so that means it's an hour earlier for those of us outside of America. But that's just the way things go. So Tominoid says the sound is fine so far. Cubstar, Truth34 say the sound is good. 24K, Ack all day. The correspondence so far is that everything is good, which I'm very glad to hear. So why don't we jump right into the fun? This way, there's no way I can forget to uh, read out the, the letters. Why don't I just get them right off the bat? And then we'll come back 
and talk about 37 Things Nobody's Believe. Before we do that, let's just re-emphasize the, the key point here. This is being streamed via my YouTube channel, but it's also being streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network. Now, one of those things will definitely still be here in a year, and it's not the YouTube channel. You can't rely on YouTube. No point complaining, okay? It's just the way that things are. So I'm streaming through both at the moment, but eventually this might just be through the Dark Matter Digital Network. Eventually that might happen. So check out Dark Matter Digital Network, darkmatter.radio, and take a look here. I noticed this not too long ago. Look at the number of shows here that are now being streamed through that network. Tim Osmond doing great work with darkmatter.radio. Also, if you haven't checked that already, apostasy.com, you can leave a voicemail. In fact, I've got two voicemails to read out today, guys. Not read out, play out. Looking forward to that. There's a voicemail. It's easy to use. It's free. And uh, you just leave a voicemail. I come and play it during the show. Lots of fun. The feedback on that has been fantastic so far. The mailbag, of course, the contact. The website's still very basic, but it's functional, which is the most important thing. And over the next few weeks or months, I will make it all look nice and pretty. I think it already looks kind of pretty, but it's going to look super pretty by the time I'm finished with it. One more thing too, Podbean. I know a lot of people, they, they like to listen to podcasts on a podcast app on their phone. I don't do that, and I never have done that. But I understand that I'm a, I'm a relic from the past. I'm archaic. I'm old-fashioned. I'm a little bit old-fashioned. So today I took the time to look into, well, how do you actually get your podcast onto Spotify or onto Google, whatever it's called, or onto iTunes? And I did look at this years ago, and I just got frustrated, so I stopped. But I re-looked at it. It turns out it's very easy. If you download the Podbean app for free, you can find the JLB stream through that. And it's super efficient, super easy to use. I used it today for the first time. I'm like, wow, this is great. I should have been using this the whole time. So for those of you who want to listen to these podcasts and so many more from the John LeBond platform, I recommend you check out the Podbean app. It's free. And you can use it for as much or as little as you want. I'm only using it for my own podcast. If any of you start podcasting through Podbean, I'll listen to you as well. But in the meantime, for those of you who want a podcast app to listen to these shows and all the other JLB shows, the Podbean app is the way to do it. And I've applied to get onto, you know the one, come on, help me out here, Joe Rogan, Spotify. I've, I've applied or pressed the button to make it happen, whatever you call, for Spotify. So hopefully within a week or two, you'll also be able to use Spotify. Will I be going on to iTunes? I doubt it. But listen, I don't know how things are, man. You've got to go where the, the people are. People love iTunes. Me personally, I don't really like Apple. And they're just a pain in the backside to deal with. Even just trying to get your podcast onto the iTunes thing, you've got to download Apple products onto your, Apple programs onto your computer. And reg it's like, why? Why? People have downloaded your iTunes app. They want to listen to podcasts. It's your job to put us on there, and you're making us jump through. It's just, um, maybe I'm getting a bit old for this caper. But anyway, maybe one day I'll be on iTunes. But for now, uh, definitely the Podbean app. Super easy to use. And trust me, they're not paying me to say that. In fact, I pay them to host my podcasts. But I'm happy to say it. Good service. And then who else? Oh, yeah, um, Spotify. In time, hopefully, I'll be on Spotify as well. So we've got all of that out of the way. Let's jump right into the fun and go and check out this first comment. Let me just reiterate. Here's what we do. I read out some of the mailbags, I play the voicemails, and then we go through 37 things normies believe and 37 things conspiratars believe. And the idea, guys, is that within a few weeks, I'll have gotten through all of the dot points from those two articles, and then I'll start doing a week by week, one by one show. So one week might be about, you know, that some people believe that man walked on the moon in 1969 through 1972. That might be one episode. And then we'll look at some YouTube clips of supposedly what happened. We might look at this argument for, this argument against, read your comments. 
the whole hour will just fly right on by. Then the next week we might come back and look at, you know, some people believe that the timelines are changing and that it used to be fruit loops spelt with a U and an I in the fruit or something. I don't know what the hell people believe. Mandela effect, of course. We might investigate Mandela effect. And then the next week we might come back and look at, you know, some people believe that humans are not supposed to eat meat at all. Let's look at that. Let's play some clips from people, maybe get a special guest. You never know. So week by week, just go through all of these things. Here's what we're probably not going to spend much time focusing on. Don't make me say it. Don't make me say it. Starts with a C. Next letter is O. Don't make me say it. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sick of it. Because it was the end of it. It was a scamdemic. It was a scamiversary. Happy scamiversary, everybody, a few days ago. One year. And people used to come to me and say, oh, it's all going to go away. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? This is, this is the new normal, brother. No point complaining about this. Best get used to it, because nothing you say I say is going to change it. No, I'm sick of it. I want to talk about other things. I want to talk about diamonds. People believe, this is what people believe, the diamonds are dug from the ground, okay? If you, if you go to the right place in the world and you just keep digging, you will suddenly come upon all of these diamonds, all right? And then they're, they're mined, I guess they're sifted from the dirt and the rock. And then the, the big companies uh, take those diamonds and sell them to you, and they're, they're very expensive because they're so hard to get. Yeah, that's what some people believe. Then some people are like, oh no, they're, they're actually not that hard to get, but there's an artificial scarcity because of the beers company, right? Here's what these people don't know. Neither of those stories is true. In fact, the second one is a red herring to fool you from seeing the actual truth, which is that these things are made in Chinese factories. What? Is JLB saying that I paid $5,000 for my wife's engagement ring and it's really only worth a few bucks made in a Chinese factory? Is that what he's saying? Mm-hmm. But do you really want to know that? Or would you rather believe that you made a very good investment? That was a, that was a very sad investment that you made. Hmm. No, that rock definitely cost... That, that rock costs thousands of dollars to get from the ground and, and get to you. Yeah. You're only paying a small markup on that. It's totally not made in a Chinese factory. What? Goodness gracious me. Anyway, let's take a look at the live stream chat. That's one of my favorite things to do here at The Apostasy Show. By the way, let's talk about this logo in just a moment. Let's go and take a look at the live stream chat. Tominoid says, Happy Hanks Day. Yes, of course, 311. The scam demic, the scam anniversary, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I've just had enough of all of it, mate. All right. Oh, yeah, Tominoid says, Wait for the million dollar contract. Listen, Spotify come to me and they say, JLB, from this day forward, the scam demic ain't a scam. Diamonds do come from the ground. Uh, what else? Um, the Titanic really did sink. Man really did walk on the moon. What else? You, you think of it. They say it. They say, Joe, but you've got to say it from now on. And I'm like, okay, why would I do that? They're like, we'll tell you why. Because we're going to hook you up with a really cool studio, right? It's all pink and red and a bit of an eyesore, to be honest. You get that studio and you get a $100 million contract and then you just spend your time smoking cigars, smoking weed, drinking whiskey, talking shit for three hours. You'll have a producer. Hey, Jamie, pull that up. I'll be like, really? Are you serious? Like, yep. I'm like, done. 100%. All right. JLB's made it. Okay, enough about all that, my friends. Let's get on with the show. So I had a, I had a mailbag I had to read out. I want to read these out before we get into the voicemails and into the 37 things normies believe, because otherwise I might just forget. So where am I? It's on here somewhere. Have I lost my place? I might have lost my place. That's all right. Oh, here it is. Mailbag. All right. So S. Lucas left this comment back on March the 1st, so two weeks ago. And S. Lucas writes, let me zoom in so those of you watching this can, uh, can read along or with me. S. Lucas writes, Hi, JLB. I've tuned into your show here and there for a year or two now, 
And I've always wondered whether or not you'd ever heard of Pyrrhonists. Okay, P-Y-R-R-H-O-N-I-S-T-S. Pyrrhonists. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. They were an ancient Greek philosophical school. By the way, where I'm staying right now, I'm not that far from Greece. <clears throat> Pardon me, I'm in the southwest of Bulgaria. I'm right near Greece, man. I'm probably, I don't know, an hour's drive. Maybe less than that. Europe's a small place, man. Anyway, so he says, The Pyrrhonists were an ancient Greek philosophical school that sought the suspension of all beliefs in order to achieve a state of tranquility they called ataraxia. Ataraxia. A-T-A-R-A-X-A-I-A, rather. A state of tranquility. So in other words, he's saying that there was a school of ancient Greek philosophers and they wanted to suspend all their beliefs to achieve a state of tranquility. And he's asking me if I've heard of them. The short answer is, before I read your comment, no, I hadn't. Not that I can think of, anyway. S. Lucas goes on, I've always thought that your brand of skepticism very nearly approached this same line of thinking. Perhaps you're already aware of the Pyrrhonists, but if you aren't or want to know more, I highly recommend Adrian Kuzminski's Pyrrhonism, How the Ancient Greeks Reinvented Buddhism. It is a very short but very dense book that might help you or anyone else here refine their thinking on the subject. Here is a short excerpt to sum it up, and he quotes what I think is, must be from the book. It says, The skeptical persuasion, the Pyrrhonian persuasion, then is also called investigative from its activity in investigating and inquiring, suspensive from the feeling that comes about in the inquirer after the investigation, apparetic either from the fact that it puzzles over and investigates everything, or else from being at a loss whether to assert or deny. Skepticism is an ability to set out oppositions among two things, or among things rather, which appear and are thought of in any way at all. An ability which, because of the equivalence in the... Listen, guys, I like to think I'm smart. There's lots of big words in here. Because of the equivalence in the opposed objects and accounts, we come first to suspension of judgment and afterwards to tranquility. End quote. Then S. Lucas continues... I like their approach. Thought you might too. Stay free, JLB. So that is a comment from S. Lucas. I kind of butchered it a little bit, but those of you who can see it on the screen can kind of see why. It is missing, you know, maybe a couple of paragraphs. But apart from that, I love what S. Lucas is saying. Short answer, no, I haven't heard of the Pyrrhonists. The next point I have to make is that I don't believe in these ancient Greek schools. I don't think they ever existed. I think it best their allegory. But all of that being said, this sounds cool to me. If there ever was, in real life or just in fantasy, a bunch of people who found peace by letting go of beliefs. That sounds cool to me. And I've let go of a lot of things, man. In fact, this comment is definitely a propos, as my main man Dante from Mexico would say. This is a propos, the apostasy show. This is what we're doing. We are, well, not we. I am an apostate, and maybe you are as well. That's for you to decide. Apostates, leaving behind religions, leaving behind belief systems. We were raised to believe that we came from what? Where'd we come from, everybody? Yes, you at the back, Timmy. Uh, miss, we come from um, bacteria in the ground, and lightning hit it in a pond, and then we grew legs, and now we're walking around and stuff. Very good, Timmy. Have another sticker. Yeah? That's the belief system we were given. Mm-hmm. And where are we going, everybody? Uh, yes, you at the back, Sally. Um, the sun is uh, hydrogen and helium, and it's in fusion, and it's going to um, run out of fuel, and then the earth will get sucked into a big uh, expanding sun. Very good, Sally. You get a sticker too, right? That's what everyone believes, yeah? That's what, we, that's what people believe. That's what I used to believe, didn't I? And so did you, probably. Goodness gracious me. So you start to let go of this ridiculous belief that you come from bacteria, or that the Earth is going to get swallowed by the sun, or hit by a comet. Or what, what is it now? Global, my global warming's, guys. The sea levels are going to rise. 
the poor polar bears are going to be stuck on little shrinking pellets of ice. Oh, no. Give me a break. Yeah, so you let go of all this stuff, and then there's all this um, openness in your minds to consider other things, isn't there? And we, and I'm using the word we here very loosely, we've been raised to believe that we are accidents, and that none of this is important, and that we are not really important. And that one day we will die, and we will go back into the ground, or into the incinerator, as the case might be. And that's basically it. It's all just a pointless existence. And I remember what it was like to believe that, and I don't miss those days or whatsoever. Now, you can come back to me and say, oh, but JLB, what do you believe now then? That's a difficult question, but one I'm happy to answer, maybe later in the call. I have covered this a little bit in previous episodes and in other content at JohnLeBond.com, but if I can boil it down for you, here's what I'm thinking these days. You know how sometimes things happen, and it's almost like a sign, like something happens and it's like you, you kind of want to ignore it, but you kind of have this intuition that, that it was a sign that something has happened, it's no coincidence, okay? Just for one example, this might be entirely hypothetical. Suppose one day you're sitting at a restaurant and that song comes on, I Saw the Sign by Ace of Bass. Don't make me sing the song. I can't sing the song, guys. I'm, I'm stone cold sober. I have been for a little while now. So I'm not going to start singing. Oh, I'm tempted though. Nah, I, I don't sing uh, when I'm sober. But you know the song, right? So just say you're sitting there and that song comes on and you're like, oh yeah, cool song, takes me back to the good old days. I saw the sign. And you're thinking about the signs that you see and then suddenly a car drives past and you look at the sign on the car and what that sign says resonates with something that you were talking about not more than 60 minutes earlier with somebody else. And you're thinking, I saw the sign, now I see the sign, reminds me of what I was doing, but that van driver isn't driving there because of me. I mean, that's just a coincidence, right? And then... These things start to pile up, and maybe one day you find yourself thinking, maybe I'm not here by accident, maybe I am supposed to see some signs. I don't mean to be so vague, guys, but it is the first hour of the call. I generally save the more heavy stuff, the more esoteric stuff, for the second hour. Speaking of which, the after call begins in about 45 minutes. I hope to see you there at the JLB Discord. If you want to join the after call, just make sure you join the JLB Discord. That's how the after call happens. A lot of fun. Members from JohnTheBond.com come and join me. There could be one person, two people, three people. I think we had five people or six people a couple of weeks ago. It's, it just depends who's there, and we talk about all kinds of things. So the second hour of the after call, that's where the real fun is. The first hour is just me monologuing about all kinds of things, including this wonderful comment from S. Lucas. I really do appreciate that, S. Lucas. Getting back to your point, letting go of beliefs and feeling a sense of peace. I wish I could say that I was completely at peace, S. Lucas. I wish I could, but that would not be telling the truth. I still have my own... Anxieties, hang-ups, discontents, concerns, all kinds of things, just like everybody else, just like everybody else. But I do think that a lot of my concerns from the past have been largely alleviated by realizing that I had been lied to as a kid. And the reason why nothing made sense was because it wasn't supposed to make sense. It was all bullcrap. And, and then going even further, going further than most so-called awake people are willing to go, the reason why the people around you don't get it either is because they're not meant to get it. And the reason why the so-called awake people, like you're like, oh, this guy's awake, he knows about the, the moon landing hoax and this and that, but how come he doesn't know about all this other stuff? Because he's not really awake, he's just meant to pretend that he is, that's part of his role. You're surrounded by bots. But let's not go down that path uh, too early in this call. The point being, I don't worry about the lemming masses, I don't worry about the so-called truthers who wouldn't know truth if it smacked them in the face with the right hook. I'm not worried about any of that. The world is what it is, and I just try and enjoy it for what it is. And I have to say, 
And I meant to say this at the start of this presentation. I'm just grateful for another day on this beautiful green earth. Kex green earth. Chatelet. You never know how much time you've got here. Sometimes things can happen. You start to question, how much time have I got here? Well, I wake up today. Mm, another day. Another day here in this place that we call earth. This thing that we call life. Ah, grateful. I feel like every day from now on is a bonus. Every day has been a bonus. I feel blessed. And I know that some people are going to say, What? JLB? You're not allowed to be happy. You're meant to be depressed. There's a bloody scamdemic going on. There's, they're not letting us travel, mate. They're making us get PC bloody R tests, mate. You're not allowed to be happy. I'm like, maybe you're not allowed to be happy. That's up to you to decide. But me, do I get to be happy? You better believe I'm allowed to be happy, and I am happy. Happy to be here at johnthebond.com, apostasy.com, Dark Matter Digital Network, dot radio, dark matter dot radio. Yeah, yeah, boy. What's with all the complaining? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of complaining. I'm sick of complaining about complaining. I've had enough of it. So let's get back to the point of the show. Yes, S. Lucas. The Pyrrhonists. The Pyrrhonists. The ancient Greeks who never existed but still have wisdom to share. Yeah. Peace from letting go of beliefs. So much of people's identity comes from their beliefs. I think this is a natural human thing. And you don't have to identify, you know, as a Christian with a capital C or an atheist with a capital A or a scientismist with a capital S to, to identify with things. You know, you're, oh, I'm a truther now, I'm awake, or I know that the quack scenes don't really help us, or whatever. The more that we believe things, generally the more that we tend to identify with those beliefs and identify with those who, who claim to share the beliefs, what have you. Well, guess what? I, I went against the false dichotomy. The biggest false dichotomy I'd encountered to that time back in 2015 was a spinning ball earth versus the flat earth. And I was the first one that I know of to say, uh, excuse me, everybody, but... You're wrong on that side, and the other side, you're just as wrong, if not more so. I'm not joining either team, okay? Now, you can imagine, and this is when I was, what, I'd been podcasting for, what, a year? Streaming for a year, making videos for a year? I was still a, I was, uh, I was very, what's the expression? I was very green, yes? I wasn't ripened yet. I was uh, still very early in the game, naive, if you like. But even by then, I could realize... These, these people just want to be in, in dichotomies. They want to be red versus blue, Coke versus Pepsi, flat earth versus spinning ball. They can't see the forest for the trees, as it were. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to join a team. I don't need you stinking teams, man. I'll be my own team if I have to. And guess what? That's what I've done. And so if you're doing this for five or six years, you just get used to being like, you know what? I don't need anyone to agree with me. I don't... Like, my beliefs are just beliefs for now. I might change my mind. I'm not going to join a team based on a belief. <laughs> that locks you into the belief, doesn't it? It locks you into all of the nonsense. Yeah, so I was happy to have my own opinions if that meant I was all on my own or I had 100 people on the same so-called team, the so-called belief. A thousand people, a million people, 6.6, 7.7 billion. It doesn't really matter, you understand. It doesn't matter. So the reason I'm saying all this is because this idea of letting go of beliefs, yeah, I think it's good to start with a relatively uh, fresh slate, a blank slate. Once you realize that all the people around you believe that some hunk of crap went to the moon and came back back in 1969 and you realize most people around you believe that and they'll defend that and they'll call you crazy for not believing once you realize that or any of the other baby or kitty hoaxes that's when it's time to take a step back and go hold on i need to reassess things what else do i believe that maybe i don't actually have evidence for and of course some of you have done that some of you are just beginning to do that some of you did this many years ago and if you do do this fairly, you let go of the beliefs and say, right, let's start from the start. Let's look at the evidence. Let's not worry about people calling us names. 
Let's not worry about trying to convince others. Let's start, let's start with our own minds, man. Then eventually you realize, wow, I've been lied to about pretty much everything. Not quite literally everything. You know, I'll give you an example. It's good to stay hydrated. I believe that is true. I was told that as a kid. I still believe it to this day. Speaking of which, excuse me, I've got some beautiful Bulgarian tap water to drink. Just give me five seconds. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm going to miss that stuff. If I do move... Look, you know what? If I do go to one of the bigger cities, which I plan to, they might have tap water that's just as good as this. Like, maybe the tap water is just crap in Australia and in America. Maybe, like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to miss this tap water. Because I live up in the, the snow mountain here, you see? I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss that when I get to one of the big cities like Sofia or whatever. I might get there and the tap water is beautiful there too. Wouldn't surprise me. This place is a bag of surprises, I have to say. But anyway, the point is, I think what S. Lucas is saying is that this school of thought, the Pyrrhonists, that these people wanted to find peace by letting go of beliefs. And what the point I'm trying to make is, yes, I have managed to find a lot more peace by letting go of beliefs than by adopting them. Whether it's to do with the shape of the earth or how we got here or whether this celebrity actress is actually a man or this celebrity actor is actually a female. I mean, that, like, people just want to adopt beliefs. And I think, it, I think it can, not always, but I think it can cause more dissonance in their mind to adopt all of these new beliefs. Whereas I'm doing the other, I'm going backwards, guys. Like everyone's speeding towards, people are speeding towards a cliff, adopting all these new beliefs. I'm like, guys, hold on a second. I thought men walked on the moon. I thought these school shootings were real. I was wrong. Time to stop. And I've just been reversing ever since. So I'm going backwards. People are flying past me to rate or knots. JLB, come with us. We've got a new truth. Manduzel. I'm like, come back. It's too late, man. They've gone off the deep end. Mm-mm-mm. No good at all. But I'm just, I'm like, oh, what's that? Crash Derby? Did you guys have a PlayStation back in the day? Back in the mid-90s, there was a very popular game called Something Derby. Destruction Derby, was it called? Oh, I can't remember. One of the very popular early uh, PlayStation games where there were a couple of different modes you could play. One of them was just trying to smash people up. But one of them was a race. But in either case, sometimes it was uh, sensible to drive backwards because obviously the engine's in the front of the car, right? That's how I feel. I feel like ever since I found out about the fakery in TV, the baby hoses and what have you, this is way before I knew about all the other hoaxes, mind you. I feel like I just went straight into stop. I braked, came to a complete stop, and since then I've been going backwards, smashing into people, going backwards. And everyone's just racing forwards. And uh, yeah, good luck to them, but I don't think that is the path to peace. But then again, I haven't found peace either, so what, what do I know? I'm just saying that this is what I'm doing right now. I'm letting go of the beliefs. I'll give, I'll give you one more example before we move on. People want to argue about the shape of the Earth. And I'm, as far as I'm aware, the first person to say, hey, guys... Who convinced you the earth has a shape? This goes out to all my spinning ball earth brothers and to all my flat earth brothers. Brothers, let me ask you a question. Who convinced you that the earth has a shape? And you can just see, you can just see them looking at you like, hold on, what did you just say? And I'm like, I think you heard me. Who convinced you that the earth has a shape? Right? Now, if, if they can put their ego aside, they'll be silent for a few seconds and they'll think about it. If they are stupid, like most people, they'll instantly start arguing the point. They can't help themselves. They're bots, you see. Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, whatever. I don't believe the Earth has a shape. Okay? This is what I'm talking about. I came to a complete stop and now I'm going backwards, guys. I'm going backwards and everyone's flying past me. Flat Earth, we're going to find the edge. Spinning ball Earth, Elon Musk going to Mars. I'm like, see you later, everybody. I try, listen, I tried to help. Okay, I tried to point out the problems here. Some people 
we're ready to listen, to discuss these things, to have collegiate, cordial, constructive conversation. There's many people out there, some listening right now, they've helped me by just having open dialogue. No getting mad, no getting sad. Nobody died, nobody cried, okay? Good stuff. I'm, I will be forever appreciative of these people. They know who they are. But they're the minority, the majority just wanna argue. They wanna argue their position because they've got their beliefs and they cannot let go of their beliefs because it's their identity. Take away their beliefs and what do they got? Nothing. The abyss. They got not. I mean, it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. We're getting a bit black-pilled right now. Need to move on. So, S. Lucas, I hope I've done your comment uh, justice. Thank you very much. Please, listeners, remember, you can find all these comments at apostasy.com, and you can reply to S. Lucas yourself. So if you found this any of this last 10 or 15 minutes interesting, S. Lucas's comment interesting, you can just pop onto apostasy.com and read his comment, check out the book that he's recommended, leave a comment for S. Lucas. I'm sure he'll reply himself. It's a beautiful thing. And who knows? This is only episode five, guys. Who knows? Maybe when we get to episode 50 or 100, the mailbag is like a thousand comments long, all kinds of discussions. That's my dream. That's my vision. That is what I think is going to happen. We'll talk about the power of belief later on. Let's go to the live stream chat. If you just tuned in late, this is the Apostasy Show, episode number five. Yeah, yeah, boy. We just read out a comment from S. Lucas from the apostasy.com mailbag. Bearing in mind, of course, that apostasy is spelled aposta. C S E E, as in see with your eyes, the apostate show for those who see, hopefully, who can see. But you never know. So let's go to the live stream chat. Yeah, oh, I'm trying not to do the yeah, yeah, boy. Sorry, guys. I'm just, I'm very excited to be here today. I was a bit flat last week. I'd had a very <clears throat> bizarre weekend. Let's just put it that way. So on Monday, I was a little bit flat, but I'm feeling so good today, guys. I, I can't express it to you. I get to come home, okay, an hour earlier than I would have liked. Okay, the sun was just going... The sun's down now, but when I was coming home this afternoon, the sun was just going down. But I get to come here, sit behind a Blue Yeti microphone, drink my Bulgarian tap water, and read your comments, play your voicemails, read your mailbags, and uh, just, just chat, just share my thoughts. It's, uh, I feel blessed. Praise Cake Chatelet is the point I'm trying to make. So let's go to the live stream chat right now. All kinds of people in there. Let's read out some comments. Let's take a look. Jenna Lovecraft, for some reason, the auto-moderator, the, the YouTube mod has... How do I put this here? Not a real person. YouTube has auto-hidden your comment, I think, because there's too many emoticons in there. But I've fixed that up. Infinite Plane Radio is in the live stream chat. That's the way. Tominoid says he made that word up for sure, the word that I read from S. Lucas's comment, which, by the way, was S. Lucas quoting a book, purportedly. Hogan Cauldron is in the live stream chat. I'm hoping to see you in the after call, Nate. And if you need another invite to the JLB Discord server, just send me an email and we'll get you on the after call. And not just myself, Nate. Lots of people would love to hear from you. You know that. So maybe we'll see you in the after call in about 30 minutes time. Obrick says in inverted commas, in other words, quoting one of our lemming, our lovely lemming friends, it would have been more expensive to focus. I have heard people make that argument, Obrick, and I'm sure you have as well. There are people who have made that argument. Here's the way I see it, as I pick up my beautiful tumbler of Bulgarian water. Here's the way I see it. The moment you hear a person utter something like that, this is for me, this is just me speaking, that's when I know to end that particular conversation. Time to move on to what they do for work, or on to sport, or on to travel, or just something generic that you can talk about with them, because the time for talking about grown-up topics is over, period. No disrespect. All right, one of my favorite YouTubers of all time, and how can I do this? I will, 
Here's what I'm going to do, 88 Fitness. I'm going to make a video about your videos because I keep saying, oh, I'll put links to his uh, channel. I'm assuming you're a guy, so forgive me if, if his is the wrong pronoun. I wouldn't want to do that in this day and age. Fitness Temporis, I'm assuming, is a guy. I keep saying, I'm going to put a link to his channel in the, in the info box below, right? But I don't really think many people click after the fact. I'm going to make a video in the next few days just talking about your work. You've done some amazing work. I don't know how you do it. Do you work alone? When I first saw your videos, I was like, this is a team. This is a team of people doing this. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, this is too good for one man. But then again, I think, well, you know what? People say the same thing about me. There are legitimately people right now on internet forums, I kid you not, and this is no joke, guys, I can prove this, saying that JLB's work is too prolific to just be one guy, that, that I am a team of people, or that I, like the guy speaking right now, am a front man for a team, whether it's a team working for the CIA, uh, MI5, ASIO, maybe the Mossad, maybe, who knows? They believe I'm too good. Now, what a lovely compliment is that? Okay, now, I don't like being called a paid chill or accused of nefarious activities, what have you, but if you just put that aside for a moment, imagine having people say, that guy, that guy's too good. That's a team of guys. That's a team of guys doing that. I'm like, man, that is, thank you. I do work hard at what I've put a lot of time and effort into this over the last seven years. It's nice of you to say that. Really, that's, that's wonderful. And this is true. I've got hundreds of hours of member-only content at johnthebond.com, dozens and dozens of detailed, super detailed articles, footnotes, references, the whole shebang. It's just incredible. And that's just the articles. Then you've got the member videos. Then you've got the member podcasts. Then you've got the Discord server. The, I mean, it's just the amount of content that's there. Much of it created by myself is just insane. But get this, it's not just me now. There are literally other members creating content as well. So in a sense, it is a team effort. And I'm very appreciative of that. So thank you to all the people saying that I'm too good to be one man. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe that is true. Maybe uh, Keck blessed me with great powers. Powers above and beyond the average man. Maybe. It's possible. And uh, if I've ever met someone who I would say something similar about in a complimentary way, Finnis Temporis. So I'll try and make a video about your content soon, Finnis. You've done amazing work and I've benefited from it and I'm appreciative of it. You should, in fact, you should start a Patreon. If you start a Patreon, bang, I'd be your first $5 a month Patreon. Done. Guaranteed. Wouldn't even expect any bonus content. I just want to support your work in some way. Just putting it out there, I think that's a good idea. All right, who else we got in the live stream chat? So many people. Thank you all for coming out one hour earlier than usual. Of course, time is uh, a social construct. It's actually, you're actually, you're actually 25 minutes. It's 25 minutes until we're meant to start. Daylight saving, goodness gracious. Tim Osman says, great channel. He's referring to Finnis Temporis, 88 Finnis Temporis. Your 9-11 breakdowns are strong. But that, I think that might be a different Tim Osman. There's a lot of Tim Osmans out there, it has to be said. Mike G says, JLB sounds optimistic. Yeah, well, listen, how do I put this to you? Life has its ups and downs, its ebbs and its flows, its peaks and its troughs. Yes, and uh, it's time of blooming, and it's time of the leaves fall. Uh, Okay, I think I got disconnected from OBS, and I'm not sure at what point. That's the first time that's happened in this series. This is the seventh episode, including the two-part episodes. That's the first time that's happened. It did happen to me a little bit... Where, where was I living when that used to happen all the time? Might have been Brisbane, I can't remember. But that's the first time that's happened this series. So I do apologize for that. I'm not sure how much you missed. The simple point I was making was... Uh, yeah, last week I was a little bit flat. But I think the show is still good. But this week I'm feeling fantastic. I'm feeling super energetic. And I think this show, this first hour, is going to be great. Already, uh, what, 60% through it. 
And I think the after call is going to be even better. And that's a really good uh, reminder for me to press on because time is of the essence. Let me just, well, I'll be back. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I don't know what the hell happened there. Let's take a look. Uh, Erica Creech says Chatelet. Yes, Chatelet to you too. Praise Keck. Mike G says, we want Nate. Listen, Nate, you've got to give the people what they want. And they want you in the after call. If we don't see you, I will take it as a per I'll take it personally. Yeah. If there's no Nate, I'm going to say, guys, I'm taking this as a personal insult, to be honest. Not acceptable. Finis Tempora says, yeah, it's just him. Well, if we had more time, I'd play one of your videos right now, but we've got 20 minutes left, and I've still got half an hour of stuff to do minimum, so we might uh, dedicate an episode to you next week. How's that sound? Might be an idea. All right, so everyone says that we're back. Okay, good. Let's go and check out uh, one of the voicemails, guys. You ready for this? I was sent three voicemails this week, but uh, unfortunately, one of them isn't really playable. So we'll go to one of the two that I think is playable. This comes to us from Samuel. He left this on the 8th of March. So basically around the time of last week's episode is when he left this one. Let's play this and we'll see. And by the way, the way that I do this is I play their, their audio, then I repeat it just in case there's audio problems, you can't hear them. But also so that it gives me a chance to put into my words what I think they're saying so I can respond to that. So let's listen to what Sam has to say. here. Look, I'm just sorry thinking about, about on, the whole global call. Hold on, Sam. Sorry about that, mate. Let's play from the start. Hey, JLB. Samuel here. Look, I'm just thinking about the whole global cooling thing and, you know, obviously leading to less ocean. And some people have been saying, well, that will mean less fish. I actually think that will, be, that will mean more fish, um, not less. The question is, what do we do with the excess beach? Anyway, thank you if you do if you do have any ideas. Cheers, man. Well, thank you, Sam, for the comments. So Sam's saying that in regards to global cooling, people are saying there'll be less water and less fish. He thinks there'll be more fish and more beach. I have to confess I'm not entirely sure what Sam is referring to with the global cooling. I know some people say, oh, uh, back in the 1970s, the story wasn't global warming, it was global cooling. I've heard that. I've never really looked far enough into it to know if that is the case. I mean, I'm sure you can find one or two so-called scientists making that claim. But that doesn't mean that everyone was saying that back then. And then in terms of, like, the earth cooling or warming, I don't believe in that. I honestly don't believe in that. I'm open to it. Like, I'm... Listen, one day I'm going to be a middle-aged man who wants to settle down in one place for the rest of his life, right? Could be Australia, could be Bulgaria, could be Mexico, could be Vietnam. What a wonderful country. Who knows where I'm going to be, right? And then I might start taking my own temperatures. Like, every day, check... What was the minimum overnight? What was the maximum? Yeah, what was the rainfall? What was the... Pre like, that's the kind of thing I could see myself doing. I'm a very strange person. I could definitely see myself getting into having my own little garden and my own little weather station and keeping records. I could definitely see me doing that. Now, if I do that over 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years even, and I notice an upwards trend in the temperature, I'll be the first to say it. Or if I see a downward trend, I'll be the first to say it. I won't necessarily assume, oh, well, I've got 30 years of data so I can extrapolate across thousands of years like the so-called experts do. But I'll at least have something, some reason to say it's getting warmer or cooler or there's more precipitation or there's less. Yeah, I'd have something. At this point in time, i got nothing and I don't trust a single word coming to us from the so-called experts. So when I was a child, I lived in Melbourne, which um, for those of you who don't know how Australia works, Melbourne is the second largest city by population. And in some ways, it's a pretty cool city in some ways. But the weather is Scheisenhausen. It really is. But when you're growing up there, you don't know that. I didn't know how bad our weather was until I moved to Brisbane. And Brisbane, especially in wintertime, oh, it is gorgeous. It's fantastic. 
And even the summer's pretty cool because there's all this tropical rain. Like, I love that stuff. Whereas in Melbourne, the winter's... The win- not just the winter, the autumn, what some of you guys call fall, the winter and the spring is all just to- totally overcast. It's just... There's just clouds all the time. It's just miserable, grey, depressing. Ugh. No offence to any uh, Melbourne people out there. Remember, I grew up there, okay? I kind of am Melbourne in a way. But I remember as a kid, there were some heat waves. Yeah, every summer, or every second summer, there'd be three or four days in a row that were 40 degrees, and, you know, everyone was talking about it. It's all over the news. Oh, heat wave, heat wave, you know. Don't go out in the sun for too long, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, same old story, right? That, that was just part of how things were as a kid. So if I went back to Melbourne now, and then, oh, I was in the middle of a heat wave, and on the TV, they're like, 40 degrees more, 40 degrees Celsius uh, day in Melbourne. Uh, you know, I'd be like, yeah, we had this when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I know that all the people around us have no memories because they're bots, because they're stupid. But I had a memory. And when I was a kid, we had heat waves, okay? Maybe not every summer, but most summers, there was a few days over 40, right? Now, the point of my story is, I hear people these days trying to claim that, oh, it's getting hotter. And, you know, I'm like, I don't believe that. I do not believe that. Now, in fairness, I've been overseas for a couple of years now. I can't really comment on Australian weather for the last two years. What would I know, right? Someone could say, oh, no, Joe, it'll be the last two years. It's really gotten, but okay, whatever, but come on. This is just silly. So where I'm going with this, Sam, if you're out there, and I'm sure that you are, is this global warming or cooling. I just don't believe in it. So then when you say to me, oh, would there be more beach or less beach, more fish, less fish? Would it be good or bad? I mean, interesting questions, don't get me wrong. How can I even speculate on such a thing? I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. I do not believe in it. I don't believe the sea levels are rising. I'll never forget a few years ago. I had a friend. He was a nice guy. A nice. He was a bit younger than me. I was probably about 25. He was probably about 21, I want to say, 22. So, I mean, not, not a huge difference. Anyway, he was a really nice guy. Really nice dude. And to cut a very long story short, I remember asking him one day, how much do you think the sea levels have risen already? Like, do you think they've risen? And if so, how much do you think they've, they've risen, basically? And I can't remember his exact answer now. I think I spoke about it in a podcast five years ago. So... If, if I can find that podcast, I'll know, you know, because that was closer to the time, the, the memory was better. But his response was basically to, to the effect of feet, if not meters, okay? As in, the sea levels have already risen several feet, if not meters. The official story is they've, they've risen a couple millimeters, I believe, is the latest of the official story. And what I took from that, and I started asking other young people as well the same question, what I took from that was young people today actually believe the sea levels have already risen significantly. When, of course, in actual fact, they have not. Nobody died and nobody got hurt, period. There is no sea level rise. And so where I'm going with this is that we are living among people who are completely deluded in what they think is already happening. Not their fault, they've been brainwashed. Maybe they're they're bots, we can talk about that later. But my point here is when it comes to global warming, global cooling, I don't even think about it. It doesn't affect me at all, period. I don't even speculate about this or about that. Uh, that's not to diminish your question, Sam. It's a very good question. I appreciate it. Maybe people in the live stream chat can let us know what they think about this. Do you think there was going to be some warming or some cooling? Do you think there'll be more water, less water, etc.? I mean, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm, I'm all eyes. I'm happy to read, happy to hear. But uh, if the question is directed at me, Sam, I believe it was, what do I think about your theories about global cooling or whatever? I don't really have much to say about, about that because to me it's just speculation. I don't believe in climate change. I think it's possible. I just don't believe in it. I don't really think about it, to tell you the truth. So I'll, re- I'll play out the next uh, voicemail in just a moment. Before I do, we've got to read the last remaining mailbag. And it comes to us from Seats and People. Now, this is another huge comment. Goodness gracious me, this is a big comment. All right, we'll get to this in a moment. Let's go to the live stream chat. 40 people watching live. Yeah, yeah, let's take a look. 
Everybody's saying that we're back from the uh, OBS problem. I'm just going back a bit in the, the live stream chat. Yes, I uh, appreciate that, guys. I don't know why OBS did that. It used to do it to me all the time. Hasn't done it lately. Millennium Falcon 2001 Star Wars Clues, which I believe is a really nice dude from Manchester. Don't tell me. He has a different name on fakeologist.com. Uh, it will come to me. Please forgive me for not remembering it straight away. But you know who you are. It's good to see you in the live stream chat, man. He says, Barely Human 11. Did you realize the Back to the Future release date is 30 years until the Flat Earth clock was exposed during the Flat Earth revelation to the date found out in 30 years? Okay, he's, he's directing that at Barely Human 11. I don't think Barely Human 11 is in the live stream chat, is he? If, listen, if Barely Human 11 is in my live stream chat, man, I'm going to go from happy and optimistic to almost party time. I mean, let me scroll back here. <laughs> There's no Barely Human 11 in the live stream chat, is there? No, I, th I think he's referring to um, Finis Temporis as Barely Human 11, which is a fair comparison to make because they're both brilliant at what they do. But Barely Human 11 is uh, also known as... Oh, no, this is testing my memory now, and it shouldn't be because he's a legend of the sink scene. Come on now, professional basketballer. He was an NBA player. I think he played for the Bulls for a season or two. Oh, no, I'm embarrassed. The sink book guy, the main sink book guy. Oh, no, Barely Human 11. Apophenia Productions plays basketball in Israel these days oh I'm embarrassed I should know that should know that this is the problem with being sober guys the memories start to go on me anyway that's barely human 11 I don't think that's Finis Temporis although I tell you what Finis Temporis could be the same guy okay we've never heard him speak we've never heard him speak could be you never know but anyway Millennium Falcon 2001 good to see you in the live stream chat Let's see, lots of people in the live stream chat, guys. Just trying to find the comments to read out. Include you all in this. Joe Alexander, thank you, Waterman, Chris, Truth34, and Mike Chi. I knew it was a simple name, too. Joe, it's like it's two first names. Joe Alexander, Joe Alexander, Abafini Productions, Billy Human 11, genius. Genius dude. Super genius dude. Wrote a chapter for the Sync Book. I think he was in the Sync Book, too. And uh, he's the one who made uh, Back to the Future Predicts 9-11. Just a masterpiece of Sync Production. Okay, so let's go back to this comment. I promised I'd read it, and I want to read it. It seems like a good comment. It comes to us from Seats and People. And what I'm going to do is find Seats and People. If anyone's ever been on a plane, you know that a plane is most up of mainly Seats and People. Seats and People. All right, Seats and People. Now, I made this back when I was in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So we're talking early 2019. We're talking a year, 14 months ago. And it is now the, the main, the opening uh, song, video, when you go to the JLB YouTube channel. So let's play a couple of minutes of this. Give me a chance to have a glass of water, clear my throat, come back for a, uh, a home stretch. Come back down the home stretch of the first hour. This is Seats and People. This is, by, this is a great song, wonderful song, one of the best songs I've ever heard by PK and the Metascriptors. Take a look at this. If anyone's been on a plane, you'd realise that, I don't know what the percentage would be, 80, 85% of the plane is made up of seats. Someone go through this footage of the orange shit on YouTube, anywhere. Show me, where do you see seats? I haven't seen one yet. Like I said, it's probably 80%. The whole plane is just made out of seats and people. Seats and people. 
And yet, in this bullshit we see here, we don't see any seats and we don't see any people. Seats and 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 That is Seats and People by PK and the Metascriptors. What a terrific track. Shout out to my boy PK down there in Melbourne. He's from Melbourne as well. He lives out near the airport, I think, out in the north, northwest. And uh, yeah, what a, what a track. Fantastic stuff. That's from January of last year. The time certainly does fly. So whoever has left this comment has taken the name Seats and People. I can only presume because of the track Seats and People. So I take it as a slight form of flattery. Really nice. So Seats and People Rise. This is from March 1. So another one from two weeks ago that we didn't get a chance to read out last week. Seats and People writes, Aloha, JLB. I am a long-term listener. Space, the final frontier, is the vast void of nothingness that puffs out dinosaur believers' ball caps, as though the caps cover skulls and closing functioning brains. Nevertheless, there is plenty to live for and a lot to be happy about. Thanks for reminding me of that many times recently. I have a tendency to slip the negative shades on, or live with them on, tinting my view of my surroundings in unhelpful ways. Shades on or off, this realm that we are in does contain a lot of untruths, misdirection, false beliefs. What we are told is may actually not be so. What we are told is not may actually be. A challenge. I'd like to ask if JLB would mind giving some time to the Yowie Bigfoot Tales. Let me just pause it there. Maybe I was a bit harsh on the uh, early commenter, S. Lucas. Maybe the commenting um, platform on the website doesn't allow uh, interbreaks, you know, paragraph breaks. Actually, let me... Does it, has anyone else actually used any paragraph breaks? <laughs> yes, they have. One commenter did. Lynn did. Okay, so it can be done, guys. Listen, I really appreciate the comments, and I will continue reading out this one. Let me just say this. Not as so much constructive criticism or as an observation. It is so much easier for people to read your commentary when you separate into stanzas, into paragraphs. Please don't take this the wrong way, but it's difficult enough to read these out and try and do them justice, even when they are properly formatted. When they're not formatted that well, you know, it's hard to read these in a way that does them justice, but I'm doing my best here. So anyway, Seats and People wants me to give some time to the Yowie Bigfoot Tales. Guess what? That's exactly what we will do. I can't tell you when, okay? This is the fifth official episode, and we still have lots of 37 things left to go. Uh, before, and that's just doing the dot points before we can start dedicating one week per episode to these topics. But at some point, we will do an episode dedicated to Yowie, Bigfoot, and of course, Sasquatch. That's right, we will. We will. If someone comes to me and says, Oh, JLB, you can't talk about those topics. You're going to make us all look bad. I'm like, shut up and get the hell out of here. I don't care if I'm making you look like, who, who the hell are you anyway? All these people were like, oh, you can't talk about that. You make us look stupid. I'm like, who, who is us? There is no us. There never was an us. And insofar as you think there's an us, we're over. Get out. Okay? So I'm happy to spend some time talking about Sasquatch. Why not? Uh, I can tell you this right now, though. I don't believe in it. But I'm open-minded to it. Don't believe, open-minded. That's generally how I feel about most things. Don't believe, but I'm open-minded. So let's carry on with this comment from Seats and People. 
This is one topic we are told is, and we are also told it is not. Talking about the hours, of course. So what is the truth of it, do you think? It is bound to be a mixed bag. Could there actually be something to this? The Australian Aborigines seem to indicate that there is something to it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know about that, mate. You know, they didn't... According to the official story, they didn't have a written language before the, the settlers arrived. According to the official story. Now, by the way, I'm very dubious about the official story. Did people really jump on a boat for nine months and cross from England down to the Cape of South Africa across to Australia? Did they really do that a couple hundred years ago? Really? Really, man? Have you seen the size of those boats? I meant to believe there were dozens, up to 100 people living on these things for nine months, man. For we're bound for Botany Bay. This is one for all the Australians out there. Singing Tooralai, Oorali, Attitude. Yeah, I meant to believe they were singing that song on the bottom of those boats for nine months. Really? I don't believe that. So, I mean, there's just so much to unpack with this comment. Okay, let's carry on. Legends from the Aborigines, Yowie Hunters, etc. Seeds and People continues. One thing is for certain, we don't really know where we are. I agree with that. Or why we are here. I agree with that. Or what is here. I definitely agree with that. But we like to think as a species that we have it all sorted. I don't even believe in humans as a species. I don't believe we are one species. That's another topic for another day. Just look at our lab coats and glasses and the fancy new ways we can fill up our day with important things to do. Cheers. Look, I love this comment. Thank you for this comment, season people. I really do appreciate it. Uh, you touched on a lot of things there. And if I can just summarize the main points I would make to you. One, we will talk about the Yowies and the Bigfoots and the Sasquatch. I'm open-minded to it. Uh, in terms of Australian Aboriginal history, there is none. They didn't have written language. They still don't. Um, I mean, we're already on very uh, thin ice here. I've probably said too much already. But uh, there's lots to unpack here. And I do encourage all listeners, if any of this interests you at all, go and check out apostasy.com forward slash mailbag. Or just click the mailbag thing when you get there. You can leave a comment to Seeds and People. I would love to see people chatting with each other or asking each other questions. If you've got common interests, why not tease those ideas out? You wrote this, here's my thoughts, or you wrote this, what do you think about that, or why do you say this? Conversation, guys, constructive conversation. It's a wonderful thing. So thank you once again to Seeds and People for the comment. I hope my reply did it justice. Now, guys, we're running out of time. I've got one more voicemail to read out, and uh, then we'll look at a couple of things that normies believe, or conspiratorial, we'll see how we feel. Let's go to find out the live stream chat first. So let's just pan up to the... Uh, the top of this page though, apostasy.com, zoom out, there we go, apostasy.com. <clears throat> Pardon me, I have to keep clearing my thread, otherwise I go all frog mode. Okay, so please forgive me for that. Let's take a look at the live stream chat, and what are people saying? They're saying all kinds of things. Let's take a look. Tim Osman says that he's playing Seats and People at his next musical chairs party. I like it. Cubstar writes, obviously the seats hit so hard they buried themselves deep underground and are unable to be recovered. Yeah, either that or they just vaporized. Okay, the, the seats in that plane crash, there aren't any at the crash site because they just vaporized. Uh, you know, so sometimes things do that. Like all of the office supplies at the ground zero. How come you can't see any office chairs or any filing cabinets or even just documents, paper flying around? Because it all vaporized, guys. It all either burnt or vaporized. All of it. All of it. Filing cabinets, chairs, desks, you name it, vaporized, guys. What? Is he suggesting that the towers were empty? 
He wouldn't say such a thing, would he? No. Uh, let's see. History of Buried says humans are a hoax. Well, yeah, Homo sapiens. I mean, what is a Homo sapien? Yeah, what is a Homo sapien? What is a Homo sapien? How's that song go? Uh, animals and children tell the truth, they never lie. Or which one is more human? There's a thought, now you decide. Oh, guys, I'm going to break out into, into song every now and then. I'm, I can't sing for, for peanuts. But I, I enjoy it. I enjoy singing. <laughs> Don't you? Oh, man, if you like singing, spend a couple of years and as you go to karaoke. Try and get there either before or after a lockdown, though. Don't get me started about that. But if you get to go to Asia when it's not locked down, go out karaoke singing with them sometime. Oh, boy, they love their karaoke. Ah, memories, guys. We'll always have the memories. Well, not all of us. Some of us will have the memories. Wardman Chris says, History Buried's comments are being held. Can you make her a mod? As a matter of fact, I can. Watch this. Add moderator. History Buried is now a moderator for your channel. See? Look how easy that was. All right, so let's play. I've got one more... Uh, voicemail that someone left and a big thanks not just for this episode but for every episode that we've done so far people leaving the mailbags and leaving the voicemails very much appreciated what I'm doing is I'm providing this platform for all of you to be part of the show you don't even have to be here live leave a comment leave a voicemail I might agree with it I might agree with some of it I might disagree with some of it I might disagree with a whole lot doesn't matter you get to be part of this show okay and some people don't want to be part of it they're happy just to, to listen either live or on delay but for any of you out there who have this voice that you want to share, well, this is the best chance you'll get. We've got 40 people watching live right now. Some episodes have up to 60 people watching live. We're getting over 100 downloads on Podbean for these episodes. We're getting hundreds of views on delays. So if you crunch the numbers, you're probably looking at two to 300 people every week are listening to most, if not all, of these shows. Now, that's compared to the, the PewDiePies of the world, that's nothing, right? Compared to the Oprah interviews with Megan and uh, Prince Harry, that's nothing, right? But in our little corner of the internet, because people think, people think there's so many people out there. Oh, there's people are waking up, JLB. There's millions of people. No, there isn't. No, there is not. What are you talking about? Oh, JLB, mate. I, I, I listen to shows that get thousands of listens. How do you know that? Oh, because it says on YouTube, thousands. Yeah, that, that's that's number of impressions where people have clicked or it's auto-clicked for a few seconds. If, if you run your own YouTube channel or you run your own platform, you can see not just how many clicks it's getting, but how long people are listening for. And I'm telling you right now, not just my channel, but any channel in this scene, you can reduce by an order of magnitude the number of real listens. So if you see your favorite podcaster in this scene gets 10,000 plays per episode, which is awesome, by the way, that's probably more like a 1,000 people, give or take, who are actually interested and engaged with the show. Still awesome numbers for this scene. But the point I'm trying to make to you is there's not that many people out there, guys. Most people, even smart people in this scene, are still operating on this false assumption that there's so many people out there. No, there isn't. No, there is not, period. So if this show can get two, 300 people uh, per episode, which is my relatively conservative, but I think pretty accurate uh, estimate based on the, the numbers that I can see on the back end, those are good numbers. And you get to be part of it, just leave a voicemail or a mail bag, it's free. And uh, who knows, you might even win yourself a one-month membership to johnthebond.com. You might, a few people have. So you might be the next one in line. So one more voicemail before we wrap it up. We're in an hour, guys. Doesn't the hour go fast? It's incredible. Let's go and listen to this voicemail I've got waiting for you right now. This is coming to us. Oh, it's my old mate Lucas. Lucas from Bitcoin Brisbane, who is smiling like a Cheshire cat, like the cat who got the cream, because 
I mean, if he if he runs a company called Bitcoin Brisbane and he's run that for at least six or seven years, then we can infer, we can imagine, we can speculate, if you like, that he might have a couple of Bitcoin up his sleeve somewhere. We can we can imagine. So this guy has probably just increased his net value uh, in the last year by two, three, four, five. Who knows how many times, man? So this guy must be happy. I'm very happy for him. He's been speaking about Bitcoin since before it was cool. He had cynics. I shouldn't say cynics. He had skeptics like me saying, nah, it's not going to work, man. They're going to pull the rug out from underneath you or underneath Bitcoin. Um, it could crash in the moment. Too risky, blah, blah, blah. He had... And I'm sure he had dozens, if not hundreds of people in his life telling him that. He held firm, and now he is... And I don't know this for a fact. I haven't spoken to him for a while. I'm going to ask him next time I speak to him. But I would imagine he's doing pretty well for himself because he believed in Bitcoin from the start. And uh, now it's up to, what, 70000 Australian dollars per coin? Goodness gracious me. So congrats to Lucas. Maybe, maybe we'll hear some smugness in this comment from him. Let's find out. Hey, John Lebon. Lucas here. Thanks for the uh, email. First of all, mate. Oh, yeah, I sent him a personal email. I said, how you going, mate? But in my email, I did not say, JLB, uh, not JLB, Lucas, your bloody Bitcoin's gone to 70,000 bucks, mate. Like, let's, let's throw a party. No, it wasn't about that. It was because um, he sent me a message on Skype or something. We keep meaning to chat. The problem is, man, now that the time zone that I'm in, it's difficult to chat with people back home. It really, like, and plus, I don't really talk to people on the phone very much. You guys hear me doing these podcasts every week. You probably assume that JLB loves to talk to people. Uh, yeah, if I'm drinking, I do. But if I'm sober, no. I really don't like talking to people at all, to be honest with you. I can't stand it. <laughs> Friends, family, everybody. I don't like sitting there on a phone. or it's just not, It doesn't come naturally to me. Okay, I'm not a phone person. And so Lucas and I haven't chatted for, for some time now. But yeah, he says thanks for the email. Yeah, I was just replying to your email, bro. Like, but anyway, let's carry on. A few comments. Loving the show. Um, to be honest, used to love the Oz Roundtable. That was my first podcast, Oz Roundtable. Lucas was a guest on the Oz Roundtable back in, 20, I want to say, 2015. Back when Bitcoin was what a thousand bucks Aussie per coin, it's now that's a seventy-fold increase, and Lucas was trying to get me into it, and uh, well, I didn't invest in Bitcoin, did I? Oh well. Cool. Uh, was what following on the uh, skepticism stuff for a while, as we as we know, but kind of uh, dropped interest in the last twelve months. To be honest, I think it's been longer than twelve months, Lucas. I think the last couple of years you haven't really enjoyed my uber skepticism. For listeners who aren't aware, I started off. I didn't used to be like this, guys. I didn't used to know what I know what I know now, you see. I used to believe most of what we're told. I just didn't believe in the, the fake shootings and the fake bombings. But then you start investigating things and you find out that this is a hoax, that's a hoax, that's a hoax, that's a deception, people are stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, you're the world's leading skeptic. And even people who used to listen to it are like, this guy's crazy. This guy has lost it. He's done one tab too many. And I think, Luke, as if I can say with the greatest of respect, you might be uh, one of these folk who... Joby was fun to listen to when he was talking about politics and feminism and uh, all this crap. When he started talking about out of space being a hoax, it's like, yeah, I'm not interested. Which is fair enough, Lucas, by the way, if that is the case. Um, liking the apostasy show a little bit more, uh, a little bit more to my liking, a little bit more, I don't know. Um... It's a bit more like the old-fashioned days, isn't it? It's a bit more like 2014-15, where we're just sitting there taking the piss out of the news. Back then it was the news. These days it's more the some of the more prevailing beliefs. But I think this is a bit more in line with the old Oz Roundtable and uh, Sunday Sessions days. I was kind of like going back to my roots in a, in a sense. And uh, I've been enjoying the show as well. I'm glad to hear that you're, you're back as a listener, Lucas. Good to have you back. I don't know, just something different about it. Love the intro. That was good work there. Very professional. Yeah, Serena. I found her on Fiverr. Actually, there's a couple of girls who've done intros, but I was, Serena was my, my favorite. So uh, yeah, how good's that intro? I'm very happy with that. It makes me so happy. It's such a good way to start the show. 
I press stream on OBS, I press go live on YouTube, then I press play on VLC Media Player. I sit back with my mm. little tumbler of Bulgarian tap water and a big smile comes on my face. Just give me a second, by the way, I need some more water. See, I can't press mute on this. Well, I can press mute. Blue Yetis, don't get me started. So guys, if you have to hear me drinking water and, and clearing my throat, I apologize, but it's live radio. I can't edit that out. For my post-produced stuff, I edit all of that out. It sounds bellissimo. But for the live stuff, I just can't get rid of it. So please forgive me. Let's get back to Lucas. So hats off to the lady that did that. Serena, what a... Look, she's a talent. And uh, I'm, I'm not even going to link you guys to find her to do your own Fiverr intros. I want to keep her work all for myself. Because the more work they get, the more they increase their price. So... I shouldn't have even said her name is Serena. Her name is, in fact, uh, Sarah. Yeah, you'll find... No, not Sarah. Um, Selena. Serinda. Cylinder. Her name's Cylinder. You'll find Cylinder on Fiverr. She, she can do your work for you. I'm keeping Serena all for myself. She, Fiverr, can you believe that? A few other comments before I'll jump right into my question. Yeah, it's only taking you 37 seconds, Lucas. Come on. Um, I think number 17, we eat cows. I think we should stop calling them cows, mate. It's- so Lucas, is refer- he says we should stop calling them cows. He's referring to item number 17 on 37 things normies believe, which is, of course, this idea that eating cows that are raised on grain is healthy uh, and maybe even beneficial. That's what normies believe, is that cows are... These cows, these particular cows, raised on, on uh, grain... Healthy to eat, even good for you. Like you need to get your protein, you need to get your red meat, you need to get your your red blood cells or your whatever the hell it is that people think their benefit is. Right? That's what normies tend to believe. And Lucas is suggesting that we shouldn't call them cows, we should call them something else. So, uh, should call them cattle. You sound like a bit of a noob, to be honest, when you call them cows. Uh, yeah. I sound like a noob when I call cows cows, do I? Okay, Lucas, the Queensland farmer boy, I will call cows cattle. Okay. Let's call them cattle. Uh, the second one is with respect to the no one died in war. So, bit of- oh no, this this is a highly contentious topic. But okay, Lucas, tell me what do you got? For backstory, um, as a software engineer, I did a bit of a stint at the RSL, and you can. So Lucas said, because Lucas is a software engineer, that part's true. By the way, I know Lucas in real life. We met in real life at one of his Bitcoin meetups back in. I think it was 2014. I think I met him in 20. It could have been 2013, but I think it was 2014. I met him at a Bitcoin meetup. And uh, he's a cool dude, really great dude. And I stayed with him for a couple of days back at the end of 2016. We went into the Dinoskeptic road trip. Uh, the first attempt that I made to get into the Dinosaur Museum, uh, that is hours and hours drive into Queensland, was with Lucas. Unfortunately, his car broke down. Or uh, well, his father's car broke down. and Because uh, his father's car it was like a really cool traveling van. So the idea was we would travel in that to get... It's a three-day drive to get to the middle of Queensland to this Dinosaur Museum. Unfortunately, it broke down on the first night. So we had to come back. And then I... A couple of months later, I went and tried again, second time with Lindsay the Silver Fox. But the whole Dinosceptic idea, if you like the Dinosceptic idea, Lucas is your man. That was his idea. He came to me with that idea. I didn't even know there was a dinosaur museum in the middle of Queensland. He did. And he's like, if you believe dinosaurs are a hoax, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Why don't we go out there and investigate? And you can make a, like a documentary or make videos for your YouTube channel. I'm like, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of an okay idea, but... He, really, Lucas was like, not just the guy with the idea, he was like the one who was keen at the, oh, in the, on the idea at first, right? So he's the one to thank. The whole Dinoskeptic idea goes back to Lucas. And he's a software engineer. I've, I know the guy, it's, that's a true story. And he says that he was working with RSL, which is like the Veterans Society in Australia, kind of. So Lucas is now going to tell us that because he did some work for RSL, yeah, come on, Lucas, what? And explain to the audience what the RSL 
is and yeah, I just did. See, great minds think alike, Lucas. And one of their fundraising revenues was the uh, lotteries for the houses, like the uh, the other what are they called, the old boys or something. Um, you know, raffle for a house, and that's another story if you believe. It. So what he's saying is one of the ways that these uh, veteran societies in Australia called RSLs make money is with the raffles. You you know you pay a few dollars, you get some tickets. If your ticket gets drawn out, you win apparently a house. I didn't know that. Really, a house raffle? Fair enough. Whatever. That's real, but anyway, look pretty legit. But one of well, it could be one of those 1984 style lottos, Lucas. The the legit the legit part is people walking around saying, "Hey, you want to buy a raffle ticket?" Giving him a, t- a ticket stub and then taking the money. That part's real. Just there's no actual house being given away. I mean, it could be like that. You know, that's what happens in 1984. In 1984, everybody knows it's a hoax. Well, everybody in the in the inner party and the outer party know. I don't think the proles know. But anyway, the pro one of the. Uh recipients of the proceeds of that was the what they call mates for mates we used to go down to the mates for mates and uh talk to some young some young vets uh, around our age went to iraq I can... young vets is in okay so people who went into their tour of afghanistan or iraq yeah stuff and yeah they just tell us all kinds of stories of being shot at killing people yeah i bet they did tell you those kinds of stories lucas and i bet maybe once upon a time back in your young back in your heyday man when you were work in the ski slopes in Canada, or you were in London getting around as a man about town, I bet you told a couple of stories as well to impress people, mate. You know what I mean? And I mean that with no disrespect. People tell stories. And guess what? People want to hear stories. Sometimes when you tell a story, you're giving people what they want to hear. Now, if you walk in there and you meet these young vets from Iraq or Afghanistan, these guys might be used to people walking in wanting stories. Okay? And if they tell you the truth, well, the truth is we were basically just guarding territory. We uh, used to sit around a lot, drink a lot, play a lot of cards. Um, a couple of boys got really drunk and drunk drove and um, smashed the car once. One guy lost his leg because, you know, we really like... If, if they tell you that story, you, you don't want to hear that story. Maybe you do. Most people don't want to hear that story. They're like, what? You mean when you're doing a tour, you're just sitting around? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, sitting around and we also, um, you know, help, uh, you know, relocate some, some, um, some items or maybe we have to help uh, move some people, some farmers off their land or whatever. But for the most part, we're just sitting around really and, and guarding territory and, yeah, drinking and talking a lot of shit. You, most people will be disappointed by that story. So guess what? They're going to tell you what you want to hear. Nah, man, there were bullets pinging around. Pachum, pachum. One time we were sitting there guarding and I heard a pachum from behind me. I looked back and there was me mate Bobby. And Bobby was missing his head, mate. So we hit the deck and we looked for the... Like, that's what you want to hear, the explosions, the excitement. Yeah, man, I was putting my life on the line to save us from the terrorist, man. That's what people want to hear, right? But it's not true. It's not real. So I don't even have a problem with these guys coming back telling their stories. They're telling the fake stories to people who want to hear the fake stories, in my opinion. Now, I could be wrong, and I said this. This freaking war... You know what? I am this close to saying from now on, no corona, no quack scenes, and no bloody war hoax topics. I'm, I'm sick of talking about it. I've got a whole podcast... No disrespect to Lucas this week or to the other commenters last week, but guys, why is this the point of contention? I've got a whole lot of crazy theories. I'm saying that space is a hoax. I'm saying that diamonds don't come from the ground. I'm saying that oil in your car doesn't come from the ground. What else am I saying? I'm saying that humans aren't one species. What else am I saying? Man, I've got... I'm saying that history goes back a couple hundred years. I mean, I have got a lot of theories that most people should think are crazy. Why is it the war hoax that everyone has an issue with? Why is that? I've got a theory about that. Anyway, back to Lucas. So Lucas, your, your, your little your friends were telling you that uh, they were being shot at. Pachum, pachum. People, mates blowing up. Yeah, old mates coming in with one leg. See, <laughs> he's only got one leg, mate. 
because he was shot by the bloody Taliban hiding in the rocks, mate. Pachoom, pachoom. Hit the deck. Take cover. Uh, blown off. So, you know, it's not too hard, in my opinion, to find these people. So if you're in Brisbane, there's a... Uh, Jenkins, take cover. No. Mates for mates up at Milton and... We'll go in there and have a yarn to them. I'm sure they'll talk all day to you about it. Yeah, I'm sure they um, would. So, I guess to my question, it's pretty, uh, again, coincidental that on your last show, episode four, that you mentioned uh, simulation. So, this is what I've been thinking about a lot, the simulation theory. So, I guess my question is, two parts, is if we were living in a simulation, could we do anything to affect uh, the simulation or the outside? The outside container, I said that this is a container, uh, maybe a program or something like if you're living in it. Uh, as an example, uh, can the things inside the container influence the outside of the container? So Lucas is referring to this simulation idea, which by the way, I don't say that I believe in simulation theory, but I know what Lucas is referring to. That was the, the broader element of the conversation on uh, last week or the week before his call. And I've, I've hinted at this a little bit. I've spoken in more depth in some of the member content and after calls. But if I can just summarize for those of you who are coming into this fresh... I think there are certain things that happen in this world that could be explained by something somewhat similar to what some people call simulation theory in very broad terms. Okay, yes, I'm very open to that, much more than I'm open to, oh, well, this place all like came out of nothing in a big bang billions of years ago and then Earth uh, got into this um, consistent rotation around the sun and then there was this bacteria got hit by lightning, and then it grew late. Like, come on. I would take simulation over the bullshit creation story that we've got any day of the week. Now, of course, it's not one or the other, but what I'm trying to say to you is I'm very open to what some people might call something similar to, to simulation theory. That's what Lucas is referring to. He's asking me, if that's the case, if we were in some kind of so-called simulation, is there some way those things within the container could influence the outside world? This is why I don't call it simulation theory. I don't think there is an outside world. I think this is the world. Right. People are like, what well, if it's a simulation? Isn't it on some guy's computer? No, no, that's why I don't call it simulation. I'm saying that this place behaves like a simulation, but I'm not saying that, that there is something on the outside. And I know how difficult that is to grasp when you first hear it, and it will be one of my many jobs this year to, to try and explicate this, to explain this in enough detail and with enough... How do I put this to you? with enough clarity that people can at least understand where I'm coming from. Even if they disagree, they'll be like, oh, I get where Joey's coming from. He's wrong, but at least I know where he's coming from. Whereas at the moment, people don't even know what I'm talking about uh, on the outside. At johnthebond.com, the member section, I think a lot of people do get where I'm coming from, even if they disagree, but I haven't done a very good job of communicating that to the to the wider audience. So Lucas, to answer your question, is there some way that those inside the container can influence the outside? In the, in the framework that I'm dealing with these days, no, because there is no outside. But I, I know how crazy that sounds, so I'm not trying to convince you. And your question is a good question. For those who do believe in simulation, as in this world is like a like a video game on some other person's laptop in the in the outside world, how could they influence the outside world? That's that's a great question. Even from just like a thought experiment or like a fiction, like a fiction brain, like you can make a really cool movie based on an idea like that. You know what I'm trying to say, like I love it. But in terms of my framework, that's not how I see the world. No. Uh, maybe you can through an interface or a buffer or or something. Um... And the other question is, what do you think we could design an experiment to prove that we are in a simulation? Is there a proof that, given a simulation, the people inside could prove they're in a simulation? Uh, so that's what I've been thinking about. Maybe, maybe there is a, a proof to say that no, people inside this container, the simulation, can never 
uh, know that they're in it. Or maybe there is a way to prove that, yes, uh, given something, that there can be a proof that there is an outside something. I uh, hope that all makes sense. So Lucas's question is, this is the second question, if we are in a simulation, is there some way that we could prove it? Like, what could we do here to prove it? Excellent question. I don't have an answer for you, like a good answer for you. When I speculate about what I call something similar to a simulation, what I'm talking about is looking at the evidence we've already got. And I'll just give you one example. That number plate on Franz Ferdinand's car, the guy whose assassination supposedly led to World War I, which supposedly led to World War II, the geopolitics which followed, which led to the Cold War, the space race, and basically, basically all of the last hundred years goes back to some guy getting shot in a car. His car's number plate was the day of the armistice of the same war, the war that started after he was shot. So he's in the car, number plate, has the same date as the end of the same war. It, it's incredible. And the lemmings, the regular people, will tell you it's just a coincidence. Why? Because they're bots and not capable of even thinking about these concepts. How could you explain that on the spinning ball comes from evolution, this all is a real material world that came out of nothing paradigm that we're given at school? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Could you explain it in something along the lines of something like a video game, a choose-your-own-adventure? Well, all of a sudden, maybe you could. Maybe you could. We'll talk about that in the second hour. I wish we had more time to go into detail right now. So if I can just get back to, to Lucas's question, is there something that we can do right now to prove any simulation? I don't think so. But if anyone has any ideas, listeners, uh, viewers right now, let me know what you think. Is there something we could do to prove that this is all similar to a, a simulation? It's an excellent question, Lucas. Fantastic uh, voicemail, Lucas. I would love to see you become like our Aussie correspondent or our skeptic, skeptic correspondent. Leave a voicemail every week. Challenge what I'm saying. Put out these tough questions. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And uh, congratulations once again to you for the success with the Bitcoin. I'm not a financial uh, guru. I just hope you've cashed some of it out. You're a smart guy. I'm sure you have. But whatever you've got left, man, like congratulations. You were right about Bitcoin and I was wrong. And I'm happy to admit that. And not just you, Lucas. I've got several people who I know who are big into Bitcoin, have been for years. And all of you now, I hope, are laughing. Like you wake up in the morning laughing, I hope, because you deserve it. You had skeptics like me saying, no, nah, it, won't, it won't happen. And we've been proven wrong. You've been proven right. So congratulations to you. And thank you once again for the voicemail. And thank you once again for the Dynoskeptic idea. Uh, my whole life has been different following the Dynoskeptic idea. And I've got you to thank for a huge proportion of that. So Lucas from Bitcoin Brisbane, thank you very much. Now, guys, we're 20 minutes over time right now. I can't believe how fast the time goes. It's just me sitting here talking. Oh, I got some voicemails as well, but... In the after call, there's me and other members of the website, right? Somehow it's like the time goes faster when it's just me here jibber-jabbing. And of course, I'm going at a million miles an hour trying to get through this as fast as I can, so I'm stumbling over my words a lot. The day will come eventually, guys, when I can just talk nice and slowly and not stumble over my words and not have to rush things, but I'm meant to be doing one-hour shows, and this has become one-hour 20 very quickly. So, oopsie whoopsie, we'll try and fix that up next week. Let's just go through a couple of the live stream chat comments. Are they still there? Is anyone still here? <laughs> Let's find out. Let's find out. 40 people still watching live. Good to have you all still here. Let's go see what they're saying in the live stream chat. Sean Hamer says, Bitcoiners couldn't tell a Vatican debt contract scam if it turned around and started vaxterminating them. Interesting. Mike G says, this show gets better every week. Thank you, Mike G. Uh, let's see. So many comments, guys. I really do appreciate it. Can't read them all out. Uh, let's see. Empress Infinite says, I heard they are emptying out the ATMs and burning the cash. Anybody else hear this? I haven't heard of that, but who knows what's going on out there? 
Nathan Oakley says, same goes for my wife. She got me into the idea that dinosaurs were not what we are told. If your wife is a dino skeptic, Nathan, then in my opinion, you are a very lucky man. I know some people out there, they've got lovely wives, beautiful wives, intelligent wives, but their wives still believe everything the TV and the scientists tell them. And I just think, man, um, that must be difficult. Must be difficult. Call Day 23 says, JLB needs a three-hour show every week. Well, I do have one. The after call tends to go for at least 90 minutes, so this is a three-hour show. It's just the first hour is meant to be public. And then in the after show, guys, what happens is I just chill right out. The first few weeks, I had, had a nice beer, and I was able to chill out. I'm not drinking at the moment, so I guess I'm stuck with my beautiful Bulgarian tap water. But it's totally chill. We just relax. If there's people there with me, I just throw to them, what do you think about this? We get into a chat. Sometimes they chat amongst themselves. I can just sit back and relax. The after show is really, for me personally, way more fun because I don't have to check on the live stream chat. don't have to check that OBS is still streaming. don't have to check the audio is still working. I don't have to check anything. It's all just taken care of. We record it. I upload it straight away afterwards. It's a lot of fun. So if you want more of this, come back next week at midday, US Eastern Standard Time, Monday. Or alternatively, if you're a John the One member, just go to the Apostasy Upload and you'll see the second hour waiting for you straight away. Or if you're not a member, maybe now's the time to consider why you're not a member of the greatest website on the internet today. Why not? Why are you denying yourself? Uh, Chris Kinghorn says, A simulation we are in might just be a massive terrarium. I don't even know what a terrarium is. Okay, so guys, let's go, uh, go through all of this once again. Dark Matter Digital Network, there's a lot of shows there now. More shows being added every week. I recommend you go and check it out. Tim Wilson doing fantastic work with darkmatter.radio. The Apostasy Show, apostasy.com. Leave a voicemail for next week. Leave a mailbag. And you'll be part of the show. It's that easy. Seeds and People by PK and the Meta Scripters. PK, what a legend of the truth scene. I don't agree with everything he says, but I tell you what, man. The guy can put down some fat tracks. Podbean. Uh, yeah, Podbean. If you've got the Podbean app, you can hear my podcasts. I should be on Spotify soon, hopefully. iTunes, or I, whatever it's called, probably not. But the Podbean app, it's free. Put it on your phone. You can listen to this stream every week. It'll be there waiting for you. Very nice. I was going to play some of Ken uh, Copeland's Wind of God remix. I'll play this next week, but just quickly check this out. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. Yeah, I wanted to... Listen, people say, oh, but JLB, aren't you trying to avoid talking about COVID? Or, yeah, only because it's not fun. If it is fun, like this song, I'll still talk about it. Great song, Ken Copeland's Wind of God remix. Most of you guys have heard that already. We'll come back and talk about that next week. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, once again, the mailbag, thank you very much to S. Lucas and to Seats and People. Firstly, for your patience. You left those comments a little while ago. And also for taking the time to leave the comments. Very much appreciated. I hope I gave your comments the due uh, time that they deserved. I think I did. So this has been a great show. Thanks everyone in the live stream chat for your comments. I tried to read as many as I could. Thanks for bearing with me with uh, taking a drink of water or clearing my throat or stumbling over my words. I'm racing through these shows and still not getting through them in time. You can listen to this show and in 90 minutes you'll hear more carbon, more ideas, more concepts, more information than a lot of other podcasts for three hours. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not bragging either. I'm just telling you the facts. That's what I do here at apostasy.com. I tell the facts. Let's go through the live stream chat one more time. Then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, for some reason, Nathan Oakley is uh, is being hidden. You know what, Nathan Oakley? You were a mod on the last channel. I'm making you a mod on this one as well. 
you behaved yourself as a mod last time, I'm sure you'll do it again. And uh, thanks to the mods, I mean, I don't think anyone has been deleted in the live stream chat. There should be no need for that. There's no need to delete people. Most people who come here are pretty well behaved, I think. If you ever do get deleted from the live stream chat and you feel like it was unjust, maybe one of the mods has gone rogue, just email me and I'll take care of it. But I think that should not happen. All the mods here are pretty well behaved. So thank you once again. Tom Murray says, thoroughly enjoyed the show. Thank you, Tom Murray. I'll be back here at uh, the Jubby Podcast channel and on Dark Matter Digital Network at midday Monday next week. New York time, Eastern Daylight time. Yes. And uh, every week we're here, guys. Now, in five minutes' time, the after call begins. If you are a JLB member, go to the JLB Discord. I'll see you there in five minutes' time. You can just listen live if you want, or you can take part in the chat. It's entirely up to you. And if you're not a member of JohnTheBond.com, the time is now to ask yourself why. I mean, you, what do you work for to get money to treat yourself, right? Treat yourself to the best website on the internet today. If after one month you don't like it, then cancel. It's easy. But that won't happen. You'll enjoy it. And I'm sure you'll enjoy the after call as well if we see you there, which hopefully we will in five minutes. John the Bond on March 15, 2021 for com Dark Matter Digital Network. The whole shebang, you know it. Thank you to everybody. And thank you to the Cosmos. Thank you, Cosmos. Praise Keck Chatelet. I've been given so much and I kind of feel like uh, every day is a bonus and a blessing and I'm truly appreciative for every extra day I get here. And hopefully you guys are as well. Hopefully you guys remember in amongst all of the complaints and the kvetching about what's happening in the world hopefully sometimes you, you still do take a moment to think you know what in some ways i'm lucky because i am and i'm sure you are as well i'm sure there are things that you can be grateful for and you'll probably enjoy your life more if you are grateful for the good things and i am trying my best to be as grateful as i can for the good things so praise Kek chatelet thank you everybody uh, this has been a process episode number five on march 15 2021 i'll see you for the after call in just a moment and this is sereno to take us out sereno goodness gracious me she's fantastic what she does isn't she i'll see you guys next week You've been listening to The Apostasy Show. Stream via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. Check out apostasyshow.com for all past episodes and to learn more about how we plan to make apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know. And that's the whole point of The Apostasy Show. Until next time, take care of yourselves.